The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Aww. Look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I know it's been a little while since we had our last episode. Uh, we took a break over the Christmas period, but uh, we are back here and talking to more bands again. Uh, to kick us off for 2022, we have Skypig with us, and uh, Brendan here is my co-host. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. I uh, just wanted to have you guys, if you can, just introduce yourselves and let us know who we have and uh, what you play. Okay, I'm Rob. I play guitar and uh, vocals. I'm Jude, and I play bass. I'm Chelsea. Um, I'm the the figure of youth and beauty in the band, and <laughs> I play drums. Yeah, that's <laughs> true because we're all just shit. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes, so baby. For, uh... <laughs> Two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, for anyone who doesn't know Skypig, do you want to just tell us a little bit about what the band's about and what you guys play? Um. Okay, well, let's see. It's got to be up to you. Yeah, it's I guess. kind of your thing. Um, Sky Peak started uh, somewhere around, I want to say, like, mid-late 2017. Had a slightly different lineup. Um, it was me, Jude, and a drummer named Nick. And since then, uh, you know, the, we played out for, I want to say, a couple of years. And uh, I don't know if it was before the pandemic or what we um, parted ways with Nick and recruited Chelsea and uh, yeah so we've just been rocking for the last so I don't know it's probably been almost a year that we've been playing together pretty close um I don't think it's been quite a year yeah. yet because I think it's um when did I, did I start playing with you guys in like August or September I think okay so maybe maybe closer like seven eight months I guess yeah yeah I think. but um uh, yeah I mean it's what we You've heard the music, I guess, but it's, it's, I mean, uh, in a nutshell, I guess it's just, you know, psychedelic sludge, just kind of creepy, weird music. You guys uh, bring like a lot of other influences in too, though. It's not, it's not just sludge. I mean, I remember when your, your last album was Hell is Inside, you came out. Uh, we were actually kind of just starting as a site. You're one of the first sort of albums we really covered, actually. Um, and, uh, I just remember there's like a bunch of unusual stuff in there, like some dark wave that kind of reminded me of like early ministry. Um, some really cool, like uh, obviously it's psychedelic stuff that kind of took it in a weird direction, but I loved it. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that that ministry comparison. It's weird too. A lot of a lot of the comparisons I hear, I think, are just really like subconscious things. Like I've never really like consciously went, oh, let's fucking you know try to sound like God flesh or ministry or whatever. It just kind of, um, I think I'm just like, maybe it's my short attention span with songwriting. Like, I feel like I kind of get bored playing the same thing. So I think in my writing, I like to kind of mix it up. And then that ends up, you know, I guess, creating all these weird little, I don't know what you'd call them. Weird, I don't know. So, like, there's, there's some parts that I can't say or, like um i can't really like relate them to a band like there's that like verse part in motionless and i guess you're gonna hear exactly what i'm talking about when this when the album comes out because like the verse part of motionless like i can't say it sounds like <clears throat> any band that i know really to me it just sounds like something from like a drac a dracula like <laughs> horror movie yeah from like the 70s or something like it, it sounds like really cinematic and like transylvanian and awesome. uh I can't compare that to any band, really. And then we go into some kind of weird proggy riff. <laughs> yeah, yeah I love that about you guys, though. Like, the proggy stuff. <clears throat> What's that? I said, that's why I love, like, your proggy stuff. Like, that, like, like the progression that, you know, gets heavier, you know? And, like, you almost have, like, a kind of, like, hardcore almost, like, sound. And then it'll, like, you know, just go back. It's just nice. I think there's like more proggy stuff in this album than the other stuff definitely which yeah. is is good that you got me too because i have i already have like experience with like odd time signature kind of extended uh extended songwriting kind of stuff 
and that's totally what we needed. And yeah, with Chelsea and the band, we've, we're taking it to another level with the, the different time signatures and stuff that we're able to do now. Awesome. For I mean, sure. Kind of, oh, sorry. Continue. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, for me, it kind of definitely pulled me out of my comfort level with like some of these songs. Like I almost like second thought some of these things because I wasn't sure if we'd be able to pull it off, you know, because I was used to what we were doing before. But um, yeah, but Chelsea has been like a fucking just like a godsend as far as like music writing goes. <clears throat> It's allowed us to do a lot of things that we wouldn't normally have tried, I guess, you know. That's sweet. You got to push the boundaries, especially if you guys like, oh, you guys have like two EPs. So it's just going to, I'm excited to hear the new stuff. I'm really excited. And that first EP, honestly, I, I almost wish that would just kind of disappear. <laughs> it was like at the time we were like, we don't know what the fuck we are. We're just like, we're just going to slap these three songs on here that are completely different, totally unrelated, <laughs> just so we have something to fucking get shows pretty much. And, and it was recorded yeah. in this spot, you know, with a mobile setup. Um, and it's out when we're now, unfortunately. <laughs> but, but, you know, if you didn't have that demo, like, I would have never heard about you. Yeah. Because <laughs> my, like, I, the reason that I, I knew about you in the first place was because I went to a Blue Lamp show that you were at. And I didn't really, like, know any other... Uh, like bands like besides church at the time that were in Sacramento so I was just kind of like oh this is pretty cool and plus all of your guys's what like fourth grade elementary yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys seen the artwork on it yeah. that's the original that's no longer available yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we still, yeah. I must have a copy of something I, I do have a copy. I do like the song Worm, of, Worm in the Sun me too, actually. That's, that's probably that's my a good favorite tip. song. It's probably the one that's closest to what we do now. Yeah, it's great, dude. It's I oh, I don't know. It's it's definitely great. Thank you. And I don't know if you guys know this, but on the the new one, it's a it's a proper full length release. I think it's clocking about forty five minutes. About Ooh. forty-one minutes. 41 minutes. Nice. I'm yeah. excited for it. Six songs. I uh, I did uh, I, I I did see a sneak peek of the vinyl and I I am totally snagging one of those things. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. It looks yeah. great. You guys You're marked that one of really people in the artwork, <laughs> unless someone else in the band. <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, who did the artwork for that? His name is uh, well, Droned Artworks. Um, yeah, he's uh, where does he live again? Um, God damn it. In Europe. In Europe, yeah. Long, <laughs> long. The, the country of Europe. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that little spot out there. I'm having a brain fart where he actually his actual location. I do know, though. Um, his name is Waclaw. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think it's Waclaw Treyer. It's T-R-A-I-E-R, -I, -E I believe. But droned nice. artwork where you'd go to find all his artwork. Is Sorry, is, is this the guy who did the upcoming album art or the, the EP album art? Yeah, both actually. He did Hell's oh, okay. Inside, and he did this one also. Oh okay. yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's uh, it's cool. Yeah, He's the, pretty uh, dope. He should be famous, in my opinion. He he should be doing Conan album covers for sure. <laughs> I think they just don't know about him yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the art for Hell in Society is definitely like it's next level. That's what actually drew me into the album before I heard the music. That actually helped to like influence the title too, because I remember I was kind of going back and forth. I think we were like trying to figure out that there were a couple things we wanted to name it, <clears throat> and I think we ran into that artwork. And it's like fuck, it's got to be hell's inside you. <clears throat> yeah, I, I found you through um, an email blast from Transylvanian, and I was like, oh sweet, I'll check this out. And then I'm like, what? How? Like the wow? And then I listened to your first stuff, and I was like. Dude, these guys are, are they're good, you know. Like I like it. I liked it a lot, you know. So um if it wasn't for that email blast, I would have found you somehow. But now you guys are doing a show with Chrome Ghost. And yes, I love Chrome Ghost. Those guys are amazing. But um, it's actually we're looking at their their gear right now. I'm staring yeah. at Jacob's fucking drum set. I'm right not there. not rubbing my nuts on the drum set. Yeah, we're not, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god well that's fucking amazing um those i don't know love that band good shit out of there dude they're really cool guys really great guys are you guys gonna make a collaboration you know uh, like a i don't know what the hell you would call it but like yeah but anything's possible <laughs> like no, like a chrome pig or something like is, is if you just kind of like combine you know like some bands just kind of like make songs together mm-hmm. sky like, chrome <laughs> like you never you don't sky see that goes. very often it's very rare compared to a split you know but what if but what if you get sky pig and chrome ghost oh, into the God. studio at the same yeah. time to get that's chrome what i'm saying that's How like cool would like that be yeah. there was a uh canadian band last year that did a really cool version of a split where they covered each other's music on the split yeah. it was uh yeah. suem s-e-u-m uh suem from canada uh i can't uh-huh. remember who they played with on the split uh but yeah they played the other band songs and this bla- uh, band mm-hmm. played their song which is a pretty cool concept that's pretty dope that's funny yeah, i was gonna actually ask as far as releases go how did you end up uh like hooking up with transylvanian tapes um it's weird like i had a short list of of labels that i wanted to send our our de- or wasn't really a demo but um the record to, to try to get put out and transylvania just happened to be right up there um and james was following us on instagram and i think at some point and i noticed occasionally he would like comment on some of our videos and stuff and he hit me up he's like hey man when's your uh when are you guys planning on releasing that record or whatever? Because I, I kind of mentioned it on Instagram a few times. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it got started. He just he just approaches people. He, he uh, signs people that he likes, you know, just bands that he digs. He doesn't really take um, solicited stuff, I don't think. Okay. Maybe on another occasion. But, uh, yeah, and he just hit us up. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. Okay. So we just waited till we had something decent to send him. And that's uh it's kind of cool. It's like a talent scout type thing. Yeah. James is hell. Talent cool. scout for heavy music. <laughs> yeah. And he puts out dope music, obviously. You guys heard it. Oh yeah, man. So, so, bands on there. so who's the uh vinyl coming out through for the new album? Forbidden Place Records is gonna do the vinyl. Oh nice. right, those guys are awesome. And I think they're gonna do CDs also. <clears throat> As far as I know, they actually just brought out the uh, the new Space Coke. I don't know if you guys have heard that one yet, but that's pretty sick. That one yet? I heard it this morning, James. That was great. Yeah, it's pretty pretty fuzzy, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good. It's worth it's worth a listen. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've got a lot of the fuzzy stuff on there for yeah, sure. They put out a few stoner doom. Yeah. yeah. No, you guys got like those like you know like that like stoner riffage going on without it being mm-hmm. like. <clears throat> um like that like i don't know i just without, without being pure sabbath worship basically which is like, yeah like or like alison arrows like you know just it's just it's awesome it's like really good it's like it's like it's not like quite uh what i want to call it uh desert rock you know what i mean but it's like it's the psychedelic elements that you like put through but it's like stonery like i don't know it's fucking different and awesome yeah, I mean, I, I always really appreciate any band in your genre or your genre area, I guess, because you have a couple of genres you cover, but that doesn't just, you know, recycle the same fuzzy riffs over and over again with the groove. Like, I love Black Sabbath. I really love Black Sabbath. I would never knock them, but it's like a, a massive over-inundation in the last maybe decade yeah, or so in, in the stoner scene that's just like recycling Sabbath riffs. Yeah, especially like in the, in the Doom genre, man. They're just a billion fucking Sabbath ripoffs for sure. 100%. And they don't even try and change it up. Like they don't make it interesting. They literally just like, hey, here's like some very slightly different vocals and we're going to play the exact riffs, but like maybe slightly faster or slower. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. And you just end up sounding like a shitty version of Sabbath. <laughs> some shine exactly. through, but yeah. I mean, like, my that's why I always appreciated Electric Wizard. I mean, they started out obviously, you know, kind of Sabbath worship, but then they they really completely changed everything. Um, like sort of mid career ish. I mean, everyone knows Dope Throne, um, but that was kind of like a splitting point for Doom, in my opinion, at least. Like mo- the modern sound, like a lot of bands now choose to follow 
their style instead of just worshiping the Sabbath, which I, I appreciate to some extent. Black Sabbath is just everybody's favorite band. Yeah, got it. Yeah, it's I mean, hard it, to yeah, it's hard to avoid it. Uh, it. It's it's even like one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. I don't even like. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm honestly like not even that into doom music. Uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> dude. I love um, you know, f- oh god, number four, volume four. Like, I love like that's like I don't know, man. That's like such a good album. Like the songs, like. I don't know. I'm a the self-titled album is my jam. The original. Yeah. What about you, what about you guys? Sabotage. Sabotage. Massive reality for me. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. Only because that's I think maybe that's the first Sabbath I ever heard, and it just fucking resonated with me. Just the sound of the record itself. It's just warm and fuzzy, and oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds different than the rest of the records to me. Yeah, it does. Uh, I love uh, like uh, yeah. is it technical ecstasy? Yeah, that's like the most underrated one. I Dude, hate it's it. so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's I think it's like I can't remember the track off the top of my head right now. I gotta look it up. It's uh, like the fifth song in, and it's so fucking good, dude. Like. Oh, I mean, the last time I listened to it, I was eighteen, and all I was listening to was fucking Slayer and Venom and Metallica. <laughs> and I listened to that. I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck is this? I, I didn't understand it at all. I might like it now, but it's like I've avoided it all these years. I I tried it again recently. I still just can't fully get behind it. But I do think that Sabotage and Sabbath Body Sabbath are both horribly underrated compared to the early albums. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got like Paranoid. It's just like pure radio hits. And it's been play overplayed so much. I feel like the first album isn't played as much yeah that's like the no it's not cuts. yeah and, and that's got like the, the self-titled track black sabbath is like quintessential doom that's like the embodiment of the genre that's like literally oh. where metal was invented yeah. <laughs> the third <laughs> song it's all right yeah the Bill Ward song, thing. I mean, fucking good tune dude <laughs> guns and roses covered that song <laughs> yeah it wasn't all right <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like a a pretty natural segue to the next question we were going to ask you guys which is actually uh who do you kind of cite as your major influences like individually obviously not as a band but like you personally your taste in music yeah because you want to go like one by one yeah sure or you could take turns whatever whatever works best for you guys I was going to frame it as like, wait, who made you want to become a face melter? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) When I first started playing, it was like fucking Randy Rhodes and Metallica. I I was, I was playing along with fucking um, Kill Mall. So I was like into the faster shit in the very beginning. Well, that's actually after I started playing for a little while, I wasn't able to play that shit for a while. So I would just kind of like, try to play Motley Crue riffs and shit because they were stupid <laughs> enough. And then went <laughs> to the faster, heavier stuff. But then as I've gotten older, I, I kind of more appreciate like the, the slower, moodier, dynamic stuff mixed in with the heavy stuff, I guess. Um, I couldn't just play all one, you know, like just nothing but fucking, you know, 10 minute drones or fucking. I just, that's, I, I guess that's kind of why the songs are how they are. Just Within the course of a song, I feel like I maybe I get bored with playing the same thing for too long. Or I get impatient, you know. And I don't want to bore people. I'd rather have people wanting a little bit more than like, oh Jesus Christ, I'm not ready. <laughs> Electric wizard style. Yeah, but it's weird. <laughs> but I can appreciate it. I can, I can listen. I can play that shit. Like just let it play, you know, yeah. and be cool with it, and like clean my house and do whatever. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I couldn't play. Like, yeah. Uh, that sounds like a nightmare, actually. Yeah, I I would just get too bored. And I'm kind of all over the place. You know, I, I was a teenager in the '80s, so I grew up on the same stuff that Rob was growing up on, like Motley Crue and Slayer and shit like that. And then I got all into punk rock and hardcore, and industrial. And I like a lot of classic rock, and I like some 
bunch of proggy shit like all like the base gods like Jacob Pistorius and Stanley Clark and um yeah I like the heavy stuff and the slow stuff weren't we talking one time about how Jacob Pistorius died yeah which I didn't know and it was fucking crazy yeah he killed because yeah because yeah. he was like belligerently drunk or something yeah. at a concert jumped then, on stage and fucking gotten well actually I looked this up with my friend mm-hmm. who also really loves Jocko and because he, he was kicked out of the concert and then he tried to go to a bar or like a club <laughs> or something and he was like acting like really belligerently drunk already so they wouldn't let him in and he was just being like super belligerent yeah. and this guy who was like a bartender who was also like trained in kung fu or some <laughs> shit like shit basically happened. knocked him out but it like ended up fucking fracturing his skull and he like fucking died damn wow did not know that yeah. <laughs> trivia <laughs> for me like um i have like a i i guess i have like a huge range of uh, inspiration because i i have like a huge range of uh musical uh i i have a i have, my taste in music is like really fucking wide um i guess partly because i i was somebody who like grew up with the internet like um as a teenager so i had access to kind of like fucking everything everything i, <laughs> I was and i was always like doing music as a kid like i was taking piano lessons when i was a kid from like five to twelve so i've like always been involved with music um and i learned how to play the drums like i got my first drum set when i was 14 and i basically learned how to play the drums just by like putting uh slayers rain and blood and fucking um slipknot self-titled album uh in my headphones and just like playing along with it and over and over again (laughs) until i got it so i guess i guess dave lombardo and joey jordison are pretty big influences for me I really love jazz music. I love Art Blakey and Elvin Jones. Um, and I also really like some electronic music too. I really like breakcore music because like it's it's drum focused. It's really yeah. interesting, you know, um, chopping up amen breaks and making them really weird and crazy. So I love listening to that music. And I do I do some of that stuff. Is it wrong to like plug one of my other bands? Mm-hmm. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's just because like uh, I'm in this other band called Surge, and we released a demo pretty recently. And I actually, it is like a crust sludge band, but I do a lot of that breakbeat stuff. So nice. I don't know if you want to actually include that in the interview, but I mean, at least for you, that'll give you a that'll give you an example of what I'm talking about because I actually do drum like that sometimes. You know what I'm really yeah, awesome. Dude, you guys are always welcome to uh, yeah promote anything you want, man. If you guys have other bands on the side, talk about them. That's fine. Yeah, man. I don't. I, I'm just interested really in this Chrome Pig thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I had a side band, I'd probably get a divorce. So I'm just gonna keep it with this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be like when I was younger, I was in like four bands at a time and shit. My first marriage didn't work out, so I learned my lesson. So <laughs> that's true. I'm in. How many bands am I in right now? I don't even know. Uh, are we like how long? How far down on the tier are we? Well, I mean, like total bands. Uh, well, well, it's well in this month specifically <laughs> in this month. <laughs> January um I'll I'll have played shows at least like played a show with I think six different projects wow um and uh I don't I I couldn't even tell you how many like total I've done I mean if you include like independent shit that I've made at home with like (laughs) you know noise pedals or like synthesizers or something have you have you ever uh like played the wrong band's drums <laughs> mix it up uh, yeah i haven't gotten that fucked up at a show yet <laughs> oh, fuck it's the wrong song <laughs> it's just like, yeah not even like the wrong song it's just like totally different band altogether. together just like <laughs> 
Ah, that's funny. That's awesome, man. Good on you. That's that's yeah. really uh, that's talented shit, man. I'm not gonna lie. It's, we it's talk fun. to like <laughs> we always we always talk to people that make us feel insanely lazy, right, Brendan? Like uh, oh, lazy. Show, it's like, Dude. yeah, I'm involved in like twelve projects and I'm on a record label, work full time, and have five kids. I'm like, how the hell do you guys have like time in a day to do that stuff? It's always blowing my mind. Right, like I have a couple kids and like I have a house. I've been like doing stuff around and like it's just like oh my god man Whew. it's rough yeah i had started having kids when i was 22 so pretty much my whole entire musical career <laughs> it's been like wow. balances around my family I, I can't fucking imagine having kids at 22 i'm 25 the thought uh, of that scares the shit it's out fucking of me scary dude especially when you first find out <laughs> oh yeah i started having kids at seven i think but i have six kids so i put in work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were i was 30 we were 35 30 yeah like that's no. a good age to start 33 we were 33 right yeah yeah we were 33 i can't math um like grandpa dad yeah, yeah. oh yeah dude i feel like an old i'm like oh what am i doing i like huh. <laughs> it's fucking nuts it's awesome though yeah well i got a question for all you like well, what's your um what's your like your favorite activities outside of music um, <laughs> let's see activities Mm. Oh yeah, your hobbies. You know, like you got something that you do other than like I don't know. Um, let's see. Occasionally build pedal boards for a side gig just to make extra cash. Um I like to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> when my back isn't too fucked up. Um fuck, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm you know, mainly doing like family stuff when I'm not doing the band stuff. Um Really, but God. yeah, I play uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand. You play Warhammer nice. Forty Thousand? Fuck yeah! I live and breathe it. Really? You <laughs> there you go. Figure. Hell yeah, dude! Oh my god! I've been painting those guys since the eighties. Wow. <laughs> you guys have seen Forty Year Old Virgin, right? Yep. <laughs> I've been diving into the Halo. Yeah, I uh, I collect comic books among other things like records and shit, and uh, yeah. I oil nice. paint. So I got, a, my wife says I have like every hobby. So it annoys her. <laughs> yeah, the music me busy enough, I think. True. I, I, I mean, as we previously discussed, I'm, I'm doing so much music that it's, it's kind of hard to do other stuff. Like that's, that's your hobbies. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I have to work to like sustain myself. And then outside of that, it's like, usually I'm at a practice session or doing a show um i don't know i like to read <laughs> I've got oh yeah books. i love to read sometimes i go through uh i go through phases where i like read every single day and sometimes i'll read for like multiple hours a day and then I'll what do you like to like, read uh i read right now i'm reading lord of the rings actually nice. i've never read i just reread those i'm on the last one but i'm kind of in okay. a phase where i haven't read in a couple days so i don't know when i'm going to finish it Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of one of those things if you stop it's hard to pick it back up again i uh yeah. i read them through the first time i read them and then i started rereading them last year i think it was and i got to like three quarters of the way through the first book and i, I just powered through it and then i put it down and i haven't picked it up again so <laughs> yeah no, they're good, yeah, I, i've been like astounded by how much more shit is in there than the movies oh. which is like mm. totally expected but i'm not mean, all like, that's good though yeah, well, sure, whatever. But, but you know, like I could, I could do without Tom Bomb. Anything without Tom Bombadil is, is an improvement. I was just gonna say they cut Tom Bombadil. <laughs> Who the fuck is Tom Bombadil? <laughs> he's cool. He's like a, he's like a forest demigod. I don't know. Oh, he yeah. never really like explains it. Huh. No, he doesn't explain it. He Some ancient like He's got a hat, and I don't know. <laughs> a lot of songs. He's got, he's got a bunch of songs. Totally forty-year-old. You yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't dig it. <laughs> is he the equivalent of the annoying fucker in the Star Wars movies, Jar Jar? No, no, he's like the Lord of the Rings. He's not, not that bad. <laughs> okay, 
That would be to say that Tom Bombadil is a mistake, which he is not. Jar is definitely a fucking mistake. No, I wouldn't be okay. I'm not. I'm not saying Tom Bombadil is not necessary. I just think there was maybe a little bit too much time spent on him. <laughs> like, know, come on, personally. get on with the bros. It's whimsical. Exactly. It's, whimsical. <laughs> it's very whimsical. <laughs> guys, speaking of Jar Jar, have you guys uh, heard about that thing about like there's a huge theory about how Jar Jar Binks is like the real Sith Lord? <laughs> <laughs> I for some reason nah. feel like I've come across that. Yeah, I mean. I gotta say, it's like it's actually fairly convincing sometimes. <laughs> wow. I mean, I can't think of any other reason, you know, that George Lucas would include him unless George Lucas like started developing a hole in his brain at the time <laughs> he started making it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of like read a thing about from people on set saying like George Lucas has he just gets into these like obsessive things where he has these creation that no one really thinks is that great and he's like in love with it and he just has to put it in there like Jar Jar was one of them and then uh the Ewoks were like one of those things people like no one's really going to care that much about those it's like we're doing the movie with the Ewoks so we're not doing the movie type thing uh-huh. <laughs> it's my vision <laughs> I thought they were they're cute they're they're fun. loves the fucking Ewoks and that's my least favorite thing about the movie so. <laughs> right. they but they they're based on uh what's Ewoks are cute. No, they're not <laughs> teddy bears. They're based on uh, the dog breed, um, Bouviers, apparently. Mm-hmm. A what? It's a it's like a breed of dog. It's like a, a show dog called a Bouvier. Uh, apparently, <laughs> like he he owned one, or his friend owned one, or something, and that was what gave him the inspiration for Ewoks. Just mm. just stop with that. Yeah, just, just oh wait silly. wait are these those dogs that like rich people have that they like get all crusty and stuff oh the, around what? the eyes yeah oh i yeah, fucking me... hate them what is it i don't know <laughs> I'll look one up right now, right now <laughs> they're all yeah, like you a... just look at them and you're just like the cataracts like do you no, see they're they're not like those little gross crusty things they're kind of like a look like a, like a farm dog Kind of like no eye boogers and shit. Like they're just they're, well, you can't see their small, eyes. Right? Their, their, eye, no, their eyes are completely covered. You can't see their eyes. Yeah, you have to like groom them. Oh, is that, I'm thinking them. about something totally different. I, I think so. My uh, wife's uh, uncle yeah, breeds them. That's the only reason I know that. So they're like they're they like kind schnauzers. of yeah they look like Shih Tzus. But oh, what the fuck am I thinking about? Yeah, my. My grandma actually used to have one of those, and oh, really? I, I fucking hated it because it like didn't act like a dog. Like <laughs> it was, it was fucking gross for one because like they didn't fucking wash it or like groom it. It would get all like long and crusty and shit. And then it like it never like socialized. <laughs> like it was this dog that like hated me. It would like bark at me, and then like they never took it. Like it wouldn't go on walks. I don't know. I hate those dogs. It probably felt so disgusting. <laughs> comfortable like approaching people like, mm, i'm a piece of shit i'm so, gross yeah, you don't have to like, i'll just fucking sit here and be miserable god no that's not a real <laughs> it's more like an oversized rat <laughs> okay i have a i have a question then i mean i know you guys you see you don't have like too much time for hobbies because you have all the other stuff going on but you mentioned like classic horror before we i mean we love talking about this on this podcast all the time are you guys into horror and vintage horror or yes. is it more like passing hereditary. <laughs> oh yeah that's a good one have you guys seen hereditary oh yeah awesome movie oh, fuck. yeah that last 20 minutes is just fucking i was curled up in a little ball in my living room <laughs> <laughs> it's so quiet too the greatest thing about that movie is silence it, it was oh, a yeah. very like kind of yeah, so, yeah. Dis- so disturbing yeah it wasn't really the yeah. very ending but it was the leading up you know when he's in the bedroom and the camera pans into the fucking corner oh yeah and you see homegirl like, all hunched <laughs> over you can barely see her though but mm-hmm. there's no like music leading up to it there's no jump scares but it's just fucking terrifying yeah yeah that whole like, that whole sequence when he's fucking running around the house and she's crawling on the fucking ceiling and yeah that was hacking her own fucking head off with the fucking uh the fuck was that she was using like a 
Uh, that was fucking brutal. Oh dude. god. Yeah. That uh that scene when they're in the car and her head comes off was one of the oh, loudest. Yeah. Cars. Like the whole yeah. cinema went whole cinema went <gasps> like <laughs> everyone. Oh, <laughs> cringy, so fucking cringy. I actually used to um when I was a teenager, I was really into like torrenting stuff, like torrenting <laughs> music, and I would torrent movies oh, yeah. a lot. So I would I was on the pirate bay and I was like torrenting a lot of like 80s b movie like horror movie stuff and i was trying to like put it i had a youtube channel that i kept trying to like put it on and like kind of see what sticks without getting like a copyright violation and like one of the movies one of the movie series i got really into was called basket case oh yeah and there's there's oh, three yeah. of those and they kind of they're really bad but they get like progressively like weirder and weirder it's about like uh do you know the movie mm-hmm I don't. I, I know the I know him the director. So, I mean I haven't seen Fast Kiss, but I know all about it. But I've seen his other movie. Uh, he's got like a whole series that act that director is kind of like a cult classic. Huh. I wouldn't know. Uh, his what name do you is Snakes on the Blair Witch Project. You either <laughs> love it or you hate it. Uh, Frank Pinnalotta like is the dude that made those. He has another movie called Brain Damage that I have seen with. Uh, this like little slug that dispenses drugs directly into people's brains and uh, <laughs> makes them his his slave, which is pretty hilarious. This is the same director as Blair Witch, uh, as Basket Case. Basket Case. Oh, Basket Case. Oh, I haven't oh. seen that one. And we're we're talking about Lord of the Rings. So what about you know that Peter Jackson made a bunch are of you, fucking? Are you going to say Dead Alive? The, well, before that, you see Bad Taste. No, that one's hella like budget like home movie style like really crazy bad special effects oh. and then he did that one it was like called meet the feebles did you ever see that no, no. It's i like, did it's like muppets doing like heroin and killing people and fucking and like, like, it's, like, it's horrible it's pretty 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 crazy though wow and then you, if you but if you watch that and be like this is the guy that fucking lord of the ring like he's a yeah that line was weird. brutal yeah, that's his whole background. That fucking gory shit. Weird horror movie. And then he yeah. makes like the most beautiful fantasy movie. Yeah, I know. Instance. And now he's made the fucking Beatles thing. <laughs> he did a bunch Great. of World War One stuff too. He did like a, because I'm from New Zealand and uh, he did a uh, massive exhibit in, in Wellington in the capital city of World War One, where he made these absolutely massive life like well, replicas of like World War One soldiers, but they were like the size of a bus. Like they were, ma- they were massive. Uh, and like yeah. the most deep detailed thing you'll ever see in your life, like you can see their paws and and, and their like facial hair, individual strands of it and stuff. It was crazy. Yeah, he did a a World War One uh, movie where he took all the old footage and colorized it and did it three D. Mm-hmm. And the craziest thing about it is it, it was uh, you know that was were like all silent movies, but when you watch it, he fully created all the sound for it. you know like people walking in mud and just all the and ciliary sound effects. It's nuts, man. That guy's crazy. He's a he's a odd dude, but he's like a genius, I think, to some extent. Um, they asked him, I don't know if you guys know, but there's a TV series coming out this year of Lord of the Rings. That's the highest budget TV show in history. Oh, boy. And uh, it's coming on to Amazon. I think uh, they asked him to do it, and he said no. So they got someone else, but apparently it should be pretty sweet. It's set like 300 years before the movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm totally into Lord of the Rings, so... I got a I got a big back tattoo of Lord of the Rings. It's, it's my shit. I'm a geek. I think that's yeah, awesome. Generally, like yeah. I'm a Dungeons and Dragons guy, Lord of the Rings, all that stuff. I think I think but, actually like most most metalheads and like even punks for that matter are are actually like nerds. You know, hundred mm-hmm. like, percent. Rob, Rob's hella cool. Yeah, Rob, oh, Rob's, Rob's so not cool. a nerd. <laughs> Some people, I think some people, well, you know, I don't know how much, much it is, you know, maybe like sometimes in like a, a TV show or like a cartoon or something, like there'll be like a, a metalhead kind of character and it's like some like big beefy, like biker looking dude. Yeah, that was you know? never the case. It's like really, yeah, no, that's absolutely not. Like all metalheads are actually like nerds, virgins, skinny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Especially some like sub sub some sub genres more than others as well for sure. Yeah. 
Although there, there's the big boys like the doom, I've noticed. There's some big burly doom heads. There's some. <laughs> there's there's more beards than there are like heads of hair yeah. in doom metal. Yeah, yeah. 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 it migrates. <laughs> And the hair went a little higher. There's <laughs> <laughs> hella beards. I can't, if I could grow a fucking beard, I would grow one. But I look like one of those dudes from Deliverance when I try to grow a beard. It's <laughs> <laughs> like super thick on my chin. <laughs> and all like kind of like, you know, sticking out like those, <laughs> the old the old Asian men in fucking uh, the Kurt Russell movie. It was fucking. The Grand Wizard guy <laughs> with the spindly hairs. <laughs> yes, fuck that. Did you ever see uh, Kung Pao? With yes, Kong Into the Fist. Yeah, I watched yes. that movie like year. That the, like the string guy? I guess like with the, the throwing the knives and shit. It's the comedy one. That's like a parody of kung fu movies, and it's like badly dubbed. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah. 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 Well, there's a whole, there's actually like a whole fight scene with the cow that's like completely unnecessary and it goes on for way too long. It's all CGI. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember the bad guy's name was uh, Betty. Yeah. (laughs) From now on, call me Betty. Um, (laughs) Yeah. There's so many like, this is great. (laughs) That guy, um, he also made like these other series. He made like several of these movies and they're just all they are are like parody movies but he would like dress up people's thumbs and like make sets and he would like copy and paste like eyes and mouths onto the thumbs and he so he like he made a parody of star wars and it was called thumb wars oh, I've seen that. yeah and, and they they did a Frankenstein one that I think was called Franken Thumb, <laughs> and what else? There's Thumb Tannic for Titanic. Oh There's like a lot of. Them. <laughs> it's weird. I, uh, have you guys really seen? Uh, have you guys seen? Speaking of like funny kung movies, uh, kung fu movies, uh, Shaolin Soccer or Kung Fu Hustle? Yeah, kung fu, kung fu Hustle is badass. Kung Fu Hustle is like the awesome. greatest kung fu movie of all time. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. What about that? What's that? There's some kind of. I always know like the house of. Uh, like David Hasselhoff in it. It's David like a Hasselhoff. Movie. Yeah, it's like a kind of modern, weird 80s kind of. The House of Flying Daggers? I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen that movie? Oh, he's about Kung the Hasselhoff one is Kung Fury, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's like 2015. So it's only like yeah. 30 minutes long. It's pretty cool. It's got like robot fights and all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> what about that one movie uh, from the 80s? Was it like Escape from Chinatown or something? It was, is that what it's called? Big Trouble in Little China? Big Trouble in yeah. Little China. Yes, that's, that's a great movie. movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was cool. I noticed that was like a really like I don't know maybe I'm like maybe I'm like young and like woke uh, <laughs> but like I noticed this the other day actually because I was I was watching Gremlins again like this um, is hella fucking racist with, well kind of <laughs> like, there's like this very specific trend in 80s movies that like relates to Chinese people yeah. like there's there's so yep. many Asian movies Definitely. that have like this uh like an old asian dude with like the long beard and he's like mm-hmm. mysterious and kind of mystical and he like owns some antique shop with yeah. stuff from china <laughs> and he sells like some magical you know device from you know from yep. the, his the orient <laughs> yeah it's it's like actually like really it's actually like really racist and it's like yeah. so common like throughout the 80s it's everything even the 70s 60s all that shit it seems like there was lots of different periods where there was, that would be like the trope that was like the the asian tropes and then there was like the fucking russian bad guys or like the yeah. middle eastern bad guys or like the the family. Family. Uh, yeah <laughs> and then uh the, in, the, in the 90s it was like there were a bunch of uh, south african bad guys as well in the 90s also oh, yeah. cocaine I'm the captain now. 
Yeah, I, it's, I actually, like at university, we were looking at this uh, in one of my classes, I can't remember which one, but they were talking about how Hollywood subtly depicts whoever the US is having bad relations with as the bad guys for that decade. Um, yeah. So like, uh, it's like a, it's kind of like unconscious bias to try to push in, in cinema. It's weird. Um, yeah. So it's like, not, there's a lot of Russian bad guys during the Cold War period. And then like, they had bad relations with South Africa with apartheid. And so like, there was South African bad guys in the 90s. And then they had like, falling out with France. <laughs> yeah, a bunch, bunch of French bad guys because they had bad relations with France for a bit there. And then, like, after a certain date, it became North Korean and Middle Eastern bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there, there was that one movie that had um, Josh Peck from Drake and Josh. <laughs> and it was about North Korea, like, invading California or some shit. <laughs> which is, like, totally, you know, it's like, that's never going to fucking happen. But they made a whole movie about it. It's like if if you're actually concerned about North Korea invading the U.S., I think you need to have a serious look at military spending. Like I don't, I don't think right. North Korea has the resources to do that. That's actually why I hate I hate superhero movies. I hate Marvel movies. <laughs> God damn you! I really do. They're so popular now, and I hate them because I I think that they're fascist <laughs> as hell. Like they're so they're actually so fascist. Like, you know, like the whole idea is like the government is completely incapable of, you know, there, there are threats that are greater than anything we could ever do. And that's why we need supermen who are like beyond the scope of the law <laughs> to, you know, put the bad guys in their place. It's actually like really fucking fascist when you think about it. I never thought of it that I always, way. I always thought of it as like, you know, trying to give kids like something constructive and like a cool way to like learn how to do good other than like the, the bike. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, what's that one? Well, they had two different shows the other year that were about like Superman actually being the bad guy. Oh yeah. yeah that was oh, I was told to check that out. I haven't seen that. Um, Pretty brutal. It was Dude, called was something like, light. Uh, oh, yeah. I can't remember the name of the show. Something, but someone so, told me something light. It. Something light. Um, boys. Yeah, I know. The boys. The boys. Yeah. Where where Superman is actually like a, a man child. Oh, like yes. That, that, that's so fucking dark. So gross. That show was that show was awesome because it was a really interesting like concept that like superheroes have become like owned by corporations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they are really the bad guys fighting the so-called bad guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, the terrorists. No, it's gonna. You know, if there's ever superheroes, they're gonna be like seriously like fucked up, traumatized individuals who are like being controlled by some shady ass corporation. You know, sure. it's not gonna be like they'll, the they'll old be, school Superman. They'll be owned by fucking Jeff Bezos for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch Heroes? Yeah, I watched that when it came out. That's, that's oh, I remember that one. It started Wasn't out good. There's a bad guy called Silo or something, right? Siler, yeah. Yeah, Dude, like just I like, remember that. Fuck. Fucking suck up your powers after he like killed you, and then the other dude Was just it? had to like think about you. <laughs> one of the main hero guys was uh, Chinese or Korean, right? Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, Japanese. but he would just Japanese. do the and then like boom. Yeah, I grew up um, on comp, so I'm like totally into superheroes. <laughs> do you I guys mean, get, uh, watch Dexter at all? Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen the newest one because I don't have Showtime right now, but I saw all the older other ones. Right. Newest, newest one was fantastic. Yeah, you have to watch the newest one. It was it like it gave the show the ending it actually deserved. Cool. Really. Have you, have you I, seen I, it yet, Brandon? Really like I didn't started. feel... Wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about, like, Bloodborne? Or Born and Blood? No. Yeah, no. yeah, the, the the new season that wrapped up the show. Don't give away anything. What? He hasn't seen it yet, but... And, and people listening probably haven't seen it yet, but... Dude, I just wanted to go on. Like, why? I'll talk to you, I'll talk to, I'll talk to you about this after. Oh! Well, <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah, no, no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil shit, but... I was a little disappointed. Okay, <laughs> we'll discuss this after the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so, were you were you going somewhere with that? I didn't mean to to derail that train of thought. 
Who are you talking yeah. to? Oh, uh, somebody said Bitcoin, and oh. and that's that sparked my that that sparked me because I'm I'm actually like a huge uh, Dark Souls series fan. I actually don't play much video games anymore, but I mean that that shit was I don't know you know being like a huge Lord of the Rings fanboy mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. you know it was like that but uh, fucking crazy. I was, I don't know, That's... I was obsessed with that for a little while. Did you ever play video games? Yeah. I used to be what was the, uh, the one with the Soul Reaver? Was it Soul? It was called Soul Reaver. Atari. <laughs> Nintendo. Fucking Defender. Yeah. Missile Command. Oh, man, so many quarters. Oh, the Legacy. Guys... Yeah, Soul Reaver. Did you ever play that? That was some good shit. I played yeah. that, yeah. That was, that was good. Did you guys ever play uh, the the Witcher series? That's probably my favorite video game series. I started, but I read the books and I've watched the show. <laughs> what did you think of the show? The show's pretty cool. I like it. I think the second season was way better than the first. Personally, I'm not. I'm not quite done with the second one. I'm about halfway through. Okay, I, I just like the first one was good, but they were jumping around way too much between like uh, timelines without it being clear what was taking place when. And I think, yeah. I think the second one's a little more kind of focused and structured. I, I get what they were doing in the first one, but I just didn't think they did the back and forth clearly enough. I kind of feel like these these first two seasons of The Witcher, they feel like set up for like the actual plot in mm-hmm. a way. I'm really right. excited to see what happens with that. Right. I thought that I think they cut they cast it pretty well. I'm pretty happy. Like, I mean, he's been good, like a great as uh Geralt. Um What's the guy's name? Um, the actor. Yeah. Oh, uh, Henry Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah. yeah, he's been really like good as Gerald. I thought. <laughs> the Bard's got Bard. makes killer songs. <laughs> I like how Henry Cavill is like so fucking like huge and buff. Like when you see him like walking in costume, like his arms know, like so wide. They're, yeah, they're not really like they're not really at his side. They're kind of like out a little bit. Like, like his muscles are like impeding him from putting his hands on. <laughs> he's like the kid in the, yeah, yeah. Like his hand. If you look at him when he's like in a full body shot, you know, like his arms are kind of like out a little bit. <laughs> like always, they're never really like at his side. I guess that makes it a good role for him. He's a, a lot of those like super huge dudes were like that because like if you look at like some of the footage of like Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day as well, he's kind of. Kind of similar. He always like stood that that stance with the arms were like permanently off to the side. I think it's kind of gross sometimes, honestly. (laughs) 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 No, there's like a difference between being muscular and being like like uber muscular to a point where it's like kind of gross, you know? (laughs) Totally. Especially because I know that you're like yeah, it's like it's like almost unhealthy, you know? Like I was just saying, yeah, it's unhealthy. I feel like it becomes impractical at some point. Like it, your life becomes difficult to live because of how like Dude, massive you are. Either like you're too fat you to bend over and tie your shoes, or you're too bulky to bend over and tie your shoes. Like, like what being, do you want to do? Imagine being the size of the rock. Like buying clothes must be a nightmare, or like you know, just fitting into everyday things must be a nightmare. And you're right. like you're like obsessing over your diet, you know, because you got to get like all the macros and the calories like just right. You know, so you can you can maintain and build the weight. You're spending you're spending a couple hours like every single day in the gym. You know, like it's insane. Right. It's not it's, fair. Uh, I feel like you're right. It kind of like probably becomes your whole life. Yeah. Fuck that. I'd rather just play heavy riffs. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's. This is what really matters. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, my music. <laughs> So um, we're kind of coming close to the the time on this thing, Brendan. Do you have any like uh, questions you want to ask before we kind of wrap things up? Um, what is uh, well, I mean, now that you 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 have uh, Chelsea added to the crew here, um, but what's your uh, favorite song to play live? For me, for me, that's Larva. Um, the it, it's going to be on the new album. It's, it's definitely my favorite song. I feel like it's um, it's like somewhat straightforward, but it's got 
it's got a, a really good song structure. It's heavy at parts. Sometimes it's like a little bit lighter and like more psychedelic. And I feel like I'm kind of just, most of the time, I just feel like I'm really just grooving on that song. So that's my personal favorite to play. Mm. I, you know, I, I can't really disagree with Chelsea. I, I actually kind of like playing Gimp still as far as like the older songs go. Um, mm. That's just, it's just a fucking super heavy groove. It seems like the songs. It's, with, yeah, it's a yeah, really good riff. It's yeah. fucking nice. Yeah. Where you can just fucking bite into it. You know, you don't have to fucking think, you know, you just fucking riff it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbara's a good one because it's kind of, it, it's pretty much a groove all the way through. There's a couple of little passages where it's a little bit more. Yeah, well, it's like the groove just kind of like it gets like a little lighter, a little heavier, yeah, like some parts. Yeah, but there's there's a couple of fucking songs on this record that are just gonna be fucking. Yeah, my favorite song is um we got a new song called State of Anger. It's got the most brutal Scandinavian riff. It's like we're in the great white north of um just black metal celtic frost kind of bendy killerness awesome <laughs> all right yeah it's just a lot of chugging a lot of just chugging bending fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's another one that's really straightforward too but um that's that's really fun to play also the rest of them are kind of all over the fucking place they all have a lot of like heavy elements, but each each one of these songs are completely different from the last one. I think. Yeah. I don't think like a, I don't, I don't really hear any like similarities. You got uh, anything else, Brendan? I know you always have a few lined up. You want to ask at the end? I I was um no we can wrap it up. We're good. Cool. I mean, before we do, I just want to ask you guys. I mean, like, what do people need to you know look out for in the coming? period between now and the album release is going to be some singles so they'll be checking your facebook page for updates or you'll probably just be posting on facebook and instagram um we got to go through all like the label business and you know figure out when it's going to get released it might be released on two different labels we're not sure about the second one yet we're just waiting to find out um but I'm, I'm hoping for like no later than like April or May release. Um, the, the recording's almost done. All that's left really is vocals and all the mixing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we'll be posting on, on mostly Instagram and Facebook for sure. And then, you know, the labels might hopefully we'll try to get like a little promo thing going or whatever, and maybe hopefully release a single or something if possible. Yeah. Yeah, and shout out to our Bandcamp page. We got still got a bunch of merch. We got um, lots of T-shirts, and we got CDs from the last record. Still got a few tapes from the last record, um, stickers and pins, all kinds of good stuff. Shout out Cafe Colonial. We're always booking our shows. In fact, if you follow Cafe Colonial, you'll probably uh every single month find a show where at least i'm playing there yeah <laughs> that's more like every weekend yeah <laughs> uh chris lemos from there books sky pig specifically i think he booked uh one show coming up in a while that may or may not happen and then uh, a show that happened last month so that's cool and also shout out my friend juan nunez who runs el crusty cristo who also uh just books a lot of shows and i think people should check out Awesome. Go. Bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> Forget about it. Ooh, I'm the asshole. <laughs> hey. Oh. <laughs> hey, Tony, I got the god of boo over here. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> All right, well, thanks. A ton for taking the time to actually come on the show and, and talk to us and for kicking off the year for our uh, podcast series. You're the first guest we've had. So great start to the year. Well, yeah, thank you. I'm sure you guys. Yeah, and uh, yeah, everyone who uh, is listening, make sure to uh, keep an ear out for that album. It's going to be a killer one. I'm sure of it. Thanks, right on, uh, thanks for coming on the show. And, yeah, thank tune you. in next time. All right, you guys. Bye. Take care.